Marianne Ross and Joni Holman are the owners of Supply Chain Mavens Incorporated, a fast-growing corporate training company with global reach. Our 30-minute bi-weekly podcasts deliver inspiration, humor, and reality, featuring interviews with authors, consultants, executives, and experts who share their personal success stories. If you're new to supply chain or need a career boost or are exploring a move into a different field within the supply chain universe, join us for refreshing candor and innovative new ideas. I'm Marianne Ross with Supply Chain Mavens, and I'm here with my best friend and business partner, Joni Holman, and we have two amazing guests to introduce to you today. This is a mother-son combination uh, with supply chain backgrounds, and we are just thrilled to have them here with us. Go so ahead. we're going to let Jason introduce himself first, and he's going to follow up with his mom, Wendy. Thanks, Joni. Thanks, Marianne. Um, yeah, so Jason Robke, um, really excited to be here. Um, I'm Senior Manager Alliances Development at ASCM. Um, so I manage all of our for-profit uh, training and consulting partners in North America and Europe. Um, I know we'll get into this in more detail, but I've been in supply chain for about eight years now. Um, but I started my career at Boeing before transitioning over to, to ASCM. So um, with that, I'll turn it over to, to my mom um, to introduce herself. And uh, yeah, it's exciting for me to, to be on with my mom and get into, get into some, some fun conversation here uh, this morning. Um, I am Wendy Eilbacher. I am retired from the supply chain field, and um, I will tell you a little bit more about all my experiences in that time, but most of it was with large corporations. Great, great. We're, Perfect we're thrilled to have you both. Yes. So, um, Jason or Wendy, you can find out who goes first. Why do you personally feel that supply chain rocks i'll go first yeah. um yeah so for me um the it's it's kind of two things so um one is you know it's fast paced it's constantly changing so um and as my mom knows you know if i was doing the same thing over and over again i i would get bored really quick so um from a supply chain perspective getting to see all the various parts of the supply chain how they interact with each other how that relates to the overall business strategy um, it's just really fun, um, and no two days are are the same. Um, so that's the first thing. And I mean, secondly, from a from a personal perspective, um, supply chain's given me a chance to see people and or meet people and see places that I never thought possible. So you know, in my in my eight year career, I've been all over the United States, Mexico, Europe, Saudi Arabia, Australia. Um, right. So just from a non-work related, getting to see all these different cultures, experience new places, new foods, um, new people. Um, it's been really fulfilling, um, both from a, a personal and a professional perspective. So um, so that's why I think supply chain rocks. Way to go. Wendy, how about you? Well, first of all, I was just amazed by the question supply chain rocks, because that's certainly not how we would have put it in back in the day, as they that's say. That's for sure. Yeah, but uh, I think it rocks because it's incredibly broad field that encompasses so many disciplines. So you can be exposed to and or perform so many different functions in an organization. So, or you can specialize in one set segment of the chain. Um, I feel really lucky that in different times in my career, 
I participated in the development all the way to placing products on the retail shelf. So I loved it because I was categorized as a total system thinker, which came naturally to me. And it also appealed to something from my childhood where I was taught that you never waste anything, be it time, materials. So, you know, my mom especially was the one that was really into efficiency. And so I think that appeals to me as well with supply chain, because we're always looking at better ways to do things with the resources that we have. And I don't think anybody could ever be bored doing this work. How did you inspire Jason to get into supply chain? Oh, I, I think that would probably be a question to ask him because I, I don't remember having any specific conversations about him going into the field. I guess it was by observation, um, stories I told, I don't know, but. Um, yeah, so it was funny. My mom and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, you know, did was I, you know, groomed for a supply chain career, right? And I think um, my mom never... I'd say growing up, like my mom didn't, you know, say, oh, you're destined for a supply chain career, but, you know, just some of the stories and stuff that she talked about and also just how she, you know, how she did kind of day-to-day things, you know, um, (laughs) examples of, you know, um, what do we need at the grocery store and, you know, what do we already have so that we, you know, buy what we need so that we match, you know, what we already have to what we need to get the completed product being, you know, dinner, right? Um, or her just telling stories about, you know, when she was, um, when she was in the industry talking about, you know, traveling to the factory in Green Bay and the, you know, factory manager hitting the uh, machine with the broom handle because that got the machine working again. So, (laughs) and starting to understand, you know, well, he needed to do that because if he didn't and the machine didn't work, then she wouldn't get the material she needed for, um, creating the, the the end product. So, I don't think I was necessarily, you know, I don't think I was necessarily directly groomed for it. Um, but just the the story she told, the way she did, you know, certain things just around the house. Um, if you think about it, was just really introducing concepts, uh, supply chain concepts, you know, production scheduling, production downtime, um, you know, plant materials planning, um, sourcing, sourcing strategy. So um, it was just all, I think she kind of just interwove it into just how we, um, how we live day to day, um, looking back, but, uh, yeah, just, it's, it's interesting. It's, and it's to add to that, because I am in the company of two other women, um, I would not say this to my, my male colleagues, but I see supply chain no differently than what you do to run your household. Right. Of course, right. my male <laughs> colleagues would tell me it's much more involved in that, but mm-hmm. basically in terms of the basic processes and the objectives, it's really all about, you got stuff to do. How do you break it down? Gee, you know, take a recipe, for example, I need two eggs, but they only sell right. in a dozen. So then what do right. I do in terms of inventory? Right. It's all that kind of stuff. But it's, I never, I never use that analogy with my male counterparts. <laughs> but it. in something else that you touched on, Wendy, is that the influence of your mom. I know, it's three generations. She uh, approached the her household and her decision making. This is really a three generational supply chain story. Um, I believe my mom was ahead of her time. Um, she actually had her her career was in banking, um, but you know back then it wasn't real appropriate for a woman to be in a full time position and, and that kind of thing. 
So mm -hmm. she did work when off and on when I was growing up, but yeah, she she had the ability to be a, in my opinion, a major manager in the corporation, but it just, she was born too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so we might've touched on some of these things already, but um, how did you both end up getting into supply chain? What's your um, origin story? I'll yeah, start. so I'll, I'll, mom, you want to go first? Or? Yeah, I'll start on this one. You know, I never even heard of the term supply chain when I was studying for a bachelor's degree in international business in college. At that time, I was working towards a career in import and export. Mm -hmm. But I was unsuccessful getting an internship in my major after my junior year. So instead, I took a temporary position during my summer break. Uh, in the purchasing department in an electronic scale company. And I worked in the factory supporting two buyers, doing anything they told me from checking receipts in the receiving department to expediting parts of the vendors. So, you know, it was a summer job, something to do. And it sure, it sure beat, you know, working at McDonald's. <laughs> so... I uh, returned for my senior year, and upon graduation, I started my career at the very same company, but this time I was working in their international marketing department. Whoa. I, uh, was, I was like researching specific requirements that were needed to sell their scales overseas. Um, I provided information so that the affiliated overseas companies could gain approvals with their weights and measures agencies. And I answered questions about features and benefits of their products. It wasn't quite import-export, but at least I had the international focus I desired at the time. Mm -hmm. So when it became apparent at that company that there were no opportunities for me in exporting, I switched to a large multinational consumer products company. And they required that I train in their overall corporate traffic department for three months. Um, so, you know, I learned about motor, water, air, rail, transportation of both raw materials in our plants and finished goods out of our plants. Yeah. So after training, I was assigned to their international distribution section. Yay, I finally achieved my career goal. <laughs> <laughs> I was responsible for negotiating transportation contracts and leading a staff who handled all the paperwork to ship finished goods to Latin America and Japan. And on my countless trips to many, many plants, I always went on a tour of a production line or two. I was fascinated by how quickly and efficiently products were made. And I wanted to know more, this time though, about production as opposed to physical movement of materials and finished goods. So after a few years in the traffic department, I became a raw material buyer. Oh boy. <laughs> in the purchasing department. And at that time, as you all probably can remember, we were shifting from a focus on uh, price. It was always all about price with the, with the suppliers. And now we were looking at quality criteria. And this was in the days when we were applying statistical process control and total quality. I don't know if you all remember Dr. BQM. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dr. Deming, okay. Yep. 
All right, so here I am a buyer and I'm working with engineers and product development to understand consumer and customer needs that led to developing product specs. And I interfaced with planners, both master schedulers and material planners. We called it material management at the time. That's right. That's I mean, right. Little did I know that that was the beginning of my career in supply chain. I loved seeing the big picture. I loved learning all about the activities that required to get a product to our customers, which at that time were the retail organizations and then the ultimate consumer, which is you and me. Yeah. But the company I worked for at the time had like this pre-I'm pre, sorry, predetermined purchasing career path. And there was no way I could switch out of it. Wow. So I started networking outside of my company and I discovered Apex. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's oh. <laughs> and the CPIM program. And I subsequently earned my certification. And that's what allowed me to switch to a new employer where I was responsible for production and material planning for perms and hair colors for a large hair care company. Wow. One of their manufacturing facilities. Wow, congratulations. That is yes. exciting. It was exciting because I wasn't, in my old employer, I wasn't who I wanted to be. So. Good for you, Wendy. I know. So my last, my last major experience in supply chain occurred at the end of the supply chain where I worked for a large retail organization to receive, track, and stock thousands of products into one particular retail store where I was physically located. So when I retired, I felt I had experienced all the functions from the generation <laughs> of a product idea yeah, full to the final delivery to, to the consumer. And that for me was a great fit. What a I great love that story. story. Yeah, yes. what a great story. So when you took CPIM, was it five tests, seven, six tests? What was it when, when you went through CPIM? I think it was five. Yeah, yeah. I think it was too. five. Yeah. I did find some of my manuals in a box, Jason. Oh, they did. <laughs> wow. I'm sure they're different now. They're collector's items now. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Wendy. That was very special. Thank you. It was fun. Okay, Jason, it's your turn. Yeah. So I don't know how I top that. Um, but, <laughs> uh, similar to my mom, I would say, you know, I didn't find supply chain, supply chain found me. Um, so my background's actually, uh, I'm an industrial engineering major uh, by, by education. Um, but my sophomore year in college, I got involved with a program at Mizzou um, called CELDI, Center for Excellence in Logistics and Distribution. Um, how it works is university partners are paired with corporations. The university does research for the corporation and, you know, cutting edge, um, you know, technology development for, for corporations. So um, as a sophomore, I got involved with the project. We were actually doing a distribution network optimization project. So we were looking at, um, did it make financial sense um, to place a distribution center in one or two overseas locations? Um, so I just got involved as a re like 
I just got involved as a researcher. Basically, what I was doing was just doing all the grunt work for the PhD student that didn't, <laughs> didn't want to do, um, right? But I got to see, again, got introduced to concepts. So I got introduced to, you know, material flow, uh, modes of transportation, uh, distribution network sizing. Um, so got in, introduced to some of those concepts. And um, because of the research was for Boeing, um, and because of that, at the end of my sophomore year, um, they had an internship open up last minute. Um, I was the low man on the totem pole, but the advantage of that was I was the only one that didn't already have an internship. So into Boeing, I stumbled and, um, <laughs> you know, from there, I uh, was just able to um, to go multiple internships and then went to Boeing full time uh, upon graduation. So um, kind of like my mom, I, I, I stumbled into it. Um, never, I didn't know what supply chain was. I was just, you know, pulling figures on transportation costs for product from, you know, one country to another. Um, and, you know, before I knew it, all of a sudden I understood, oh, you know, this is what leads the product to get shipped and, oh, it's coming from a supplier. And um, so gradually I kind of waded into it and and got my, uh, got a little bit more experience in it. So. And then you transitioned to ASCM. <laughs> Tell us about that. That is correct. So um, when I was at, so I'd say my career at Boeing, um, my time at Boeing, uh, I could describe as I did all of the things that nobody else was either willing or crazy enough to do. Um, so it led to a lot of really cool opportunities. So, um, but uh, the last two and a half, three years at Boeing, um, I was um, leading uh, some of the transformation efforts within the end-to-end -end supply chain. Um so part of that was using uh, leading teams through using the score model to um, better understand a segment of the business's supply chain and develop that strategic improvement roadmap. So um, through that, I met Douglas Kent. Um, he was actually the consultant for Boeing. Um, so we worked together for a couple of years and he transitioned to ASCM. And um, when he did, he said, you know, hey, you want to come work for me? I said, yep, and transitioned over to, to ASCM. So um, it was a really, it was a really good fit. Um, and uh, it allowed me to see, uh, or it's allowing me to see um, a totally different side, um, the non-industry, but now more on the the training, consulting, and, and the people development side. Um, so it's been, it's been a really good, really good transition, um, but very, very different from a, you know, 160,000 person uh, mega corporation to right. um, a hundred person uh, nonprofit um, in Chicago, but it's, it's been great. I have, I have no regrets. It's amazing. Amazing. Thank you. We're grateful that you made that leap over. We feel lucky. Yeah. So what would you each say is something that you're really proud of in terms of the contribution you've made to the supply chain through your careers? Yeah. So I'll go first. So I'll start off like, right, I'm not an industry expert. Um, I, you know, you're not going to find me developing cutting edge technology. You know, I'm not, I'm not some supply chain genius. Um, so that being said, you know, one thing when I look back on my career is, um, you know, I've had a, a number of incredible mentors that have helped me along the way. So, I mean, you see it, my mom and dad, you know, my mom, whether she knew it or not was, um, my mom and dad, um, Dr. Jim Noble at Mizzou, um, Dion Nehemiah, Nisha Shaw, um, Jim O'Neill, Ken Shaw at Boeing, 
Um, and I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today without um, the guidance, the support, the feedback, even when it wasn't what I wanted to hear um, that they that they gave to me. And um, one thing that will always stick with me is, is actually Ken Shaw, when, when I was at Boeing one time, told me, he said, at the end of the day, it's about the people. The people are who what matters, treat them well. Yeah. So for me, I think my unique contribution is um, when I was at Boeing, I got the opportunity to actually lead the intern program for our group. So oh, wow. um, for a couple of summers. So it was usually a group of five to six um, interns. And for me, my contribution is, is getting to help, is helping them and paying it forward from the support I got and continue to get from my mentors. So helping them with, you know, understanding, entering into a big company, entering the field, what is supply chain? What are all the different areas of supply chain? You know, maybe you don't like the area that you're in in your specific internship, but there's, you know, if you don't like sourcing, there's planning, there's manufacturing management, there's distribution logistics, there's the strategy side. Um, So getting to kind of help them um, in the same way that my mentors helped me. And so I think, you know, I always... I was getting, it was funny, I was looking on LinkedIn this morning and one of the former interns, she actually now um, is in her full-time career at a different company. And she made a LinkedIn post talking about she had two summer interns and how, you know, the experiences that she had with their interns. And so now she's getting to, you know, she's advancing her career and getting to see her then do the same things that that uh, I helped her with and wow. I'd been helped with by my mentor. So I think, you know, hopefully, you know, it's, Supply a supply chain supply chain like my mom said you know years ago it was it's it's the same fundamental concepts it's the same that you know the ultimate difference is the people I think for me the unique contribution will be the people aspect of it and I hope that's what the contribution continues to be from my side is is the people um, it's 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 not the supply chain it's the people absolutely and you know now you're growing supply chain partners right you're helping individuals like us understand how to improve our business. So you're continuing your contribution to people. Yeah. And the other thing I would say, in addition to that is also, you know, and since the, you know, the the COVID pandemic was, uh, was a, um, a a marketing campaign for the supply chain. um, When you think about it with, you know, before, before COVID, um, when you said supply chain, people had no idea. Yeah. Now it's, that's why I don't have toilet paper or Chick-fil-A sauce. Um, so <laughs> with that has come, you know, additional um, additional opportunities to uh, that were never possible before, I think are more possible now. So thinking about some of like the workforce development pieces, right? So how do you use supply chain as an economic development tool? How do you train people who, you know, might be in a different industry or struggling to find uh, an opportunity? How do you give them the basic career uh, or how do you give them the basic knowledge that they can enter into the the supply chain from a career perspective and then watch them progress? So, um, yeah, so it's not only been now getting to see from a partner perspective, um, helping the partners, but also um, getting to see um, supply chain used as a, as an economic development tool um, has been really, really um fulfilling for for me and it's something I hope uh we can continue to to grow so so Wendy aside from bringing this remarkable young man into the world and being a mentor to him what other contributions do you think you made to supply chain 
You know, when I started in the field, things were very, what I'll call silos. I believe yes. that term might've even yeah. been used in the Apex world. Um, you know, you had the purchasing department, the traffic department, product development, we're all separate. We all reported to separate organizations, right? And, um, you know, and we were all just focused on our criteria. And, you know, I, I was dubbed kind of a total system thinker. I was always really interested in, in how the whole thing worked. So one of the first things I did was um, I developed and implemented a more comprehensive way to source by bringing people from different functions. And instead of, you know, the, the way it was, the purchasing person would send out the invitation to quote and then get all the stuff back and then put that all together and then try to get it, you know, approved by everybody else. Well, this time what we did is, you know, my, my internal partners in manufacturing, traffic, product development, we all spent a lot of time together uh, going to the individual suppliers we were considering and looking at them together. And then we would debrief at night so that when the actual pricing information came in, I, we had a more holistic view. And then we had to present that to a holistic group of our individual line managers. And yes. it was great. It, it, it so increased our ability to bring on new suppliers or improve the suppliers we had. We had less issues with once we implemented the suppliers, we had less quality reject issues and all that. And I believe that the approach was consistent with what I was kind of understanding later on was what happened when the certified supply chain professional program designation was yeah, developed yeah. because I got my CPIM and just around that time, ESCP was coming out. Yeah. So I, I'd like to think maybe I was a little bit ahead of my time with my personality. You you so, were you, you created absolutely. the absolutely you yes. created the I, I think I was at the necessary right I think I was kind of at the forefront of of the going from silos to going yes. across cross functional as we called it yes so, absolutely um, a little bit later on in my career I actually implemented an organization where the quality people actually reported to me a purchasing person again Whoa. that was considered uh -huh. That Real would be unique. Age, yeah. Right? So yeah. instead of the way we were doing it, where we had these cross-functional teams, but they still had to report to their individual managers, which, you know, kind of got a little goofy when it came to performance appraisal time, because yeah. were they going to be, you know, looked at favorably for following a cross-functional objective, or were they going to be looked at as, you know, you kind of strayed a little bit from our discipline? So, um, but I was part of the implementation team um, to do that. And really for me though, the one achievement for which I'm so proud is that I did inspire others to go into this field and find their niche, whether they became a specialist or they were more of a generalist like me um, to see you know, the entire flow because there's truly something for everyone in this field. It is so true, and that is so that. awesome. Mm -hmm. So what kind of advice would either of you give to somebody who is brand new, just coming out of school, a newbie? 
in the supply chain field? Mom, I'll let you take this one first. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Jason and I had this conversation. It, it's a different world now with all the technology. I mean, and that bamboozles me. Um, but I think there's still some general principles that apply even today, even from us old school types. Um, I think you need to think broadly about the entire chain, what comes before your role, what happens after you've done what you your part. And I, I think it's always helpful to be curious, ask questions about how things work. That could be anything about, you know, how things work digitally, how the product works, what person's role is, maybe who isn't in your discipline. That not only helps you to understand, but it just creates those relationships and creates that team spirit that I think is important no matter what you do. And I, I think, and this is in general in the world, just listen to what others have to say, especially if they have a different opinion than yours. So, yeah, and nowadays, good. you know, nowadays take advantage of any continuing education. And it's so easy because there's online training, there's professional organizations, there's local colleges, it's everywhere. Uh, Jason can probably speak to, you know, how you can get information so much faster than the methods I still use today. <laughs> yep. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I'm I'm going to echo my mom. I mean, I I think the the best piece of uh, advice I can give to people starting out is just just do it. Just try it. Um, <laughs> you know, we've talked about how broad it is, how many opportunities there are, and I would say you know be curious. And just because you start in one area and you might not like it doesn't mean that there's not 10 other areas that you might like one of those. So um, as my mom said, you know, I say that all the time, I say it all the time. And now everybody knows where I get it from the understanding what happens before you do what you do and what happens after you do what you do and why are they doing uh, what they do because of what you did. Um, so that system thinking. Um, so yeah, but ultimately what it comes down to is, is just do it, just try it, be curious and, just because you don't necessarily like one particular area, that doesn't mean there aren't dozens more out there that you might find one that you do enjoy. And even if, I will say too, even if you end up, you don't want to be in any part of the supply chain, the reality is every other part of the organization is being touched by supply chain in some way, shape, or form. You know, if you're in finance, right, you know, a big part of finance is managing your material costs, which yep. is your inventory, which is supply chain. Um, if yep. you're in IT, you know, your IT systems are enabling your supply chain processes. So the reality is, um, you know, you might not, you might not want to be in supply chain, but understanding supply chain, no matter where you end up is going to be going to be beneficial. So, um, you know, as a, as a supply chain nerd, I'll always love it. Um, mm -hmm. But I would just say to everybody, just try it, um, be curious and um, just know that supply chain is supply chain is everywhere. Great, yep, great we wouldn't advice. eat any food if we didn't have a supply chain. That's for sure. That would be terrible. Yes. <laughs> well, this has been such a special time. I just so enjoyed both of you. Um, thank you so much for coming on our show and sharing your stories. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being open. I know when when we were in Brussels and I said, oh, you know, my mom got her CPIM and um, I uh, thank you for being so open saying, oh, we should have your mom, you and your mom on the podcast. So, so it was Joni. 
It was both. Marianna and I were both yeah. in Brussels yeah, with, we with Douglas with, and yeah. Jason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I because I, I didn't really hear how I somehow got involved in this. And I remember <laughs> when he pitched it to me, I said, do, do they know the whole story? So. <laughs> we were intrigued by the whole story. So we want to thank you both for being part of today's podcast. And for our audience, we hope that you'll come back two weeks from now when we'll have another guest that you will find interesting. Thanks again, Wendy. Thanks again, Jason. And thanks again to those of you listening. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Supply Chain Rocks. We hope you've been inspired and informed during our time together. Learn more about the training events we offer by visiting our website at supplychainmavens.net. We'll be back in two weeks.